WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Monday, October 2nd. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHD. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Dawn Stenzel with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. Hopefully all of you had a great weekend. September is in the books. October is underway. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. The Germantown Academy cover the 13 and a half Friday night? Everybody won. All right. Everybody won. All right. It's all good. Beautiful. Little, uh, <clears throat> you know, some tense moments. Okay. On uh, Friday's game, Friday night under the lights, high school football, and then, of course, last night. But we got her done. We got her done. Gregory. Both, both ends. How are you, sir? Hey, buddy. You okay? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I just. <laughs> What's up? These uh, the controls are out of whack again. These microphones are never I know. the way they should be on Monday morning. Somebody should be shot. Somebody playing with your buttons again. Yeah, get, always. Get Trump in here. Let him act like they're looters and he'll shoot them. <laughs> God. Good God. What a day, what a day, what a day. We got a lot of good stuff coming up on today's show. RFK Jr. officially enters the party. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang on. I, I was told that this couldn't happen. When we predicted this, and, remember? Uh, well, I've also been told that you are... I'm a capitalist and a oh, wait. corporate core. <laughs> we have to evacuate the building. Somebody pulled the fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if the cut sheet goes awry this morning and I get disheveled, I will panic and pull the fire alarm, folks. And pretend like uh, you thought it was how you opened the door. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that's, well, I thought that's, how, I thought that's how I get into the sales meeting. Yeah. My <laughs> um, God. But can, can we just sit on the fact for one second that this show always ahead of the curve saying some, some that say. s- saying that RFK Jr. might be the 2024 spoiler. Stalker might actually join me in the big take this morning. It's going to be like a dual big take. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. No, that's, that's as far as my analysis goes. All right. They don't pay me for analysis. They pay you for analysis. All right. And Dawn. Yes, indeed. Eagles get a win. More Taylor Swift. Oh, my goodness. You know, the Kelseys are now officially the Mannings of the NFL. Yeah. I just realized that last night. Except they're actually active and playing. But they're like... Yeah, I'm kind of done with the Kelseys, too. Yeah, what? actually, they're like the Kardashians, yeah. in a way. Mm. Enough. I can't get enough. Enough. I love it. That like, includes Jason. The New York Post like is like camped out in front of... I know. It, they were like, uh, Travis Kelsey seen leaving, uh, leaving for the... For, uh, Camp uh, early uh, from Taylor Swift's <laughs> hotel room. I'm like, who cares? I know. But their podcast was funny because now they have all of these. Like, oh my god, like uh, you're tight end, hot. Mm, and they're yeah. like, no, no, no. They had to explain football. Ah, uh, what's a down? 
They just have like a downer. <laughs> oh my god. Dawn will do her Valley Girl coming up in hour two, three, and four today. All right, six oh five. Speaking of Dawn, let's get to the news around number one here on a Monday morning. And for that, we go to the great Dawn Stensland. And good morning. This Monday morning, October 2nd, Red October, we'll have all the details, the full forecast, which I think you're going to love. We're sponsored this morning by Holland Floor Covering. So in the news in Philadelphia this morning, we have three people killed early this morning in a shooting at a home in Philadelphia's Lawncrest section. According to police, this happened early this morning, um, about less than two hours ago. On the 6100 block of Shelburne Street, police and medics responding to this home, finding three people dead in a front room, a fourth adult taken to the hospital for treatment for gunshot wounds. So they're now looking for a suspect who ran from the scene, asking the public for help and looking for, in fact, any surveillance images. We don't know the motive. We really don't have much more um, on that crime. And then Philadelphia police investigating a deadly hit and run in the city's Ronhurst section, the victim discovered on Bustleton Ave, near Solly Ave, around 3 o'clock this morning by a passing motorist who drives by and says, "What? what is that? And the call does the right thing, calls 911, alerts authorities, and by the time they you know get to the scene, this person was pronounced dead on the scene. So police say they're now looking for surveillance video or images to try to learn more no immediate description here of that striking vehicle police still working on confirming that victim's identity and so uh, two early morning crimes make police very busy this morning and last week of course we had told you about the looters mm, nearly 60 who were charged with various crimes across philadelphia we're now learning that in fact philadelphia police still looking at all the surveillance images, looking at all the social media images, incriminating the very criminals who were um, really causing chaos on our Philadelphia streets, let's say. So Philadelphia police asking for the public's help now in finding these suspects. Nothing like advertising your crime on social media. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so true. Wow. So, as, so right now it looks like 61 individuals arrested in connection to the looting incidents a lot of damage, many stored, nobody injured, but a lot of damage. And many people still not able to reopen or fully reopen. And as well, bringing back their employees, not the easiest thing in the world, because a lot of the employees are rattled by this mm-hmm. Yeah, across the city. And of course, the looting began last week. I'll just remind everybody in case you're new to town or you haven't heard. Um, the looting began Tuesday night. That followed an afternoon peaceful protest, which was all in response to all of the charges being dismissed against a Philadelphia police officer accused of shooting and killing Eddie Irizarry, a motorist in the city's Kensington neighborhood back in August. I'll point out that, in fact, the judge in that case had said that the prosecutors, the ADAs, failed to back up the charges, which you have to do during a preliminary hearing and those initial hearings, the judge dismissing that, saying you didn't provide enough evidence to back up these charges. So D.A. Larry Krasner then then recharging the officer involved, Mark Dial, who's 27 years old. So we wait now to see what happens next. Obviously, it got the 
officer out of jail because he had not made bail. Yeah, coming up bottom of the hour, we have the, up, the update on uh, Meatball. Uh, not only is she selling merch, but she's retained an attorney. And wait till you find out what her attorney is claiming. Oh, yeah, yes. A little not, tease it, by Nicholas. And Hale. it's not a surprise. Trust me, it's not a surprise. <laughs> well, we love Nick Hale in the morning, but there's another Nick. Nick Sirianni, congratulations. It's another Nick, a green Nick. 4-0. 4-0, people are Woo! still not happy. We didn't beat the Commanders by 35. I know. Everybody whines. By the way, our bet, Nick. Where, yeah, what do we do with that? So you, I mean, you were, you had the over. Right? I had the over, but no cover, and you had under, but no cover. So do I win? I guess, right? Yeah, I guess you do. I was thinking about that yesterday. 40 large? Yeah, we'll just roll. I mean, we should just keep carrying it over throughout the year. We'll just keep track of the number, and we'll settle up at the end of the year. You want to do that? Yeah, that's the way they do it down on South Street. All right. You know. And if thing. I don't. If I don't pay you, will you have some goons come break my leg? I got a couple of guys down at uh, in, uh, 15th and Diamond. Okay, cool. Yeah, when they're not causing havoc at Temple, they'll, yeah. they'll come for your kneecaps. Okay, cool. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, we ready for some Eagles highlights? Yeah. E-A-G-L-E-S. E-L-V-S, Woo! So, they were making us crazy last night. You know, because we're watching and all of a sudden we're thinking, no, we were supposed to win this one. This is, these are the commandos, after all, that we're playing the commanders. And so Eagles um, scared the heck out of us when late in the game there, we saw the commanders score in the, in the fourth quarter. I think my heart jumped out of my chest as all of us saw that happening. So let's listen here as the Eagles, let's take you through it. For some Eagles highlights, Eagles offense continuing to start slow, you think, other than newcomer and Philadelphia native DeAndre Swift prep, who led the offense to their first TD in the fourth quarter. Things looking good. Here you go. Cut A. Hurts again on the gun. He's been a perfect passer so far. This time he gives off. Swift. Touchdown. Nice. Fantastic job of blocking. Yeah, I got to tell you, Don. I, I know they have Kenneth Gainwell and they have Boston Scott, but DeAndre Swift is hands down their best running back right now. Woohoo! Hands down. So now let's go to AJ Brown, the man with the hands. We love his hands. Was a man possessed the entire game, especially in the second half. In the third quarter, Hertz finally finds AJ Brown for a huge TD score. Hertz back steps up. He is looking for Brown, who makes the catch. He's at the twenty-five. He's at the twenty. He's coming to the outside again. Cuts back to the middle. He's in! He was absolutely brilliant negotiating his way downfield. He made the catch. Now there's a penalty flag back downfield. Let's see. Spectacular catch and run. Just spectacular. It's got to be against Washington, right? And, And right away... They're going for two. You can look at Nick Sirianni. He's making sure that he keeps his offense on the field. They're going to go for two. Yeah, personal foul against Washington. Because they're naughty. (laughs) You know, am I out of line by saying that A.J. Brown at times can be as dominant as Terrell Owens was 20 years ago here? You're not out of line at all. I'm watching him. I'm like, this guy's a freak. Yeah, when when he is... When he's open, there's, oh there's nobody better. No. There's nobody better, honestly. And try tackling that guy in open yeah. space. Yeah. 
I, I I don't know why they haven't. You know, it's really it took to game four for them to really utilize him. I know, you know and I mean? they still haven't utilized Dallas Goddard. It's true. Yeah, he gets about as much work as I do. There's just so many. There's so many. There's so many weapons they have. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of mouths to feed. They're going to be a tough uh, team to beat. Agreed. AJ Brown, <clears throat> we love him. He's mm-hmm. great. <clears throat> I think that Terrell was not as whiny on the side. I mean, AJ, if you don't give him that ball. Well, that's not, what I'm saying. He's got a little T.O. Not him, right? Like, he's got a little of that I-need-the-ball-constantly diva mentality. Just hope he just doesn't, like, start doing sit-ups in his driveway. <laughs> <laughs> or having teddy bear parties. That's correct. Remember that? Oh, of course. Hertz also got involved in the running game, of course, taking off for a 24-yard gain in the fourth quarter. On first down, Hertz spins. Here comes the pressure. He gets away. He starts to run. He comes across the 30, 35-40. 45 and out of bounds at the 48. Hertz shows the running skill right there, keeping his balance and picking up a gain of 24 yards. That was big. It was big, and finally Jake Elliott, 8 for 8, continues to build on his repertoire with a huge game-winning field goal in overtime. Thank you. Thank you, Jake Elliott, beating the Commanders. Merrill on the call. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... Goal! And the Eagles win! The Eagles win! Lights out. Jake oh, Elliott does it with his fourth field goal of the day. Wow. We should get Merrill, Mike, and Fetterman in a three-person booth. <laughs> oh, by the way, all that sound courtesy of our sister station, yes. 94 WR. That is correct. And thank you, Anthony Terenzo, for putting all that together. 34-31 in overtime at home. You're so lucky if you were at last night's game. All right, Dawn, enough sports, enough sports. <laughs> okay, so you don't want me. So the Phils, we got. I, oh, yeah. I got to talk about the oh, Phils yeah. really fast. If you don't want to hear, sing to yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, it's exciting. Yep. Uh, we got the schedule yesterday, right? So game one is tomorrow, October 3rd, 8.08 p.m. on ESPN. Game two, Wednesday, October 4th, 8.08 on ESPN. Greg Soccer, can we listen? On our stations, and then just watch. I can't stand the ESPN announcers. Nobody can. Yeah. So, and the same goes. Like I love our local guys, like Ike Reese. I saw on the post game. So, how does it work? Yeah, I believe you can go to. I believe you can go to ninety four WIP and listen to it uh, along with the game. I'm not sure. So the that's Phillies, not my radio station. So, so the, I don't. <laughs> so the Phillies are in the playoffs tomorrow. Yes. On the one year anniversary of this show. Oh wow! How about that's that? So cool. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. And on this day, because it is October 2nd, Shane Victorino hit that grand slam as the Phillies beat the Brewers 5-2 in Game 2 of our National League Division Series. So what was that, 2008, yep. October 2nd? Remember the day. I had hair. I was there. Yeah. It was so much fun. Nice. All right, so let's talk about, because sports had us covered, we're the winners, and that's a good thing as we begin this Monday morning. Holland Floor has you covered, too. Holland Floor Covering is the region's premier flooring dealer, family-operated for more than 50 years, providing exceptional service, professional installation. Visit their two showrooms in Wayne and Newtown. No charge samples, no obligation estimates. Learn more, hollandfloor.com, NBC 10 First Alert Forecast. We're going to feel like summertime. That's it. Beautiful, sunny, 80 degrees today, and much of the same throughout the week. You're going to love the forecast this is Kalen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 617 here on a Monday morning as we get ready for another big take. The big take on Kalen Company.
All right, the big take. Welcome to the party, pal. On Friday afternoon, the news came down at Mediate.com with the exclusive breaking news. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. plans to announce that he will run as an independent on October the 9th right here in Pennsylvania. The 2024 presidential candidate is now planning to rev up his campaign machine and launch attack ads against the DNC in order to pave the way for his big announcement, which will come right here in the city of Philadelphia. That according to Mediate's review of a text message that they received. Now, this is very big news. And also, kudos to Greg Stocker for calling this months ago right here on Kale & Company. Now, a Kennedy campaign insider told Mediate, quote, Bobby feels that the DNC is changing the rules to exclude his candidacy, so an independent run is the only way to go. Boy, where have we heard that before? Democrats changing the rules as we go along. Interesting. Kennedy has been trying for months to gain admission to the party, and he has been stonewalled legitimately at every turn. He wanted the primary Joe Biden, and the DNC was having none of that. He's a presidential candidate, and yet he was denied Secret Service protection. Think about that. All presidential candidates on both sides of the aisle are granted this courtesy, but not RFK Jr., the New York Times reported last week that RFK Jr. met with the chair of the Libertarian Party, raising the prospect of a departure from the party that decades ago became synonymous with his family's last name. So what is the impact of this announcement on the 2024 election? I still believe to this day we will see Joe Biden against Donald Trump in a rematch of 2020. As long as Joe hasn't been pronounced clinically dead, the Dems will do what they always do. They will drag him and anybody else through the race as long as they have a pulse, and as long as Joe Biden has a pulse. And I also believe that Trump will win the Republican primary in a landslide. That's not a hot take or breaking news either. But make no mistake about it, RFK Jr. will be a factor. He's been shunned by the DNC. The woke progressive wing of the party thinks he's the crazy uncle at Thanksgiving. But he resonates with a lot of people. He resonates with classic old-school liberals. And while he doesn't align with Republicans and conservatives on things like climate change and the environment, he does resonate with Republicans and conservatives who value the First Amendment and free speech. He also gains interest from those on the right who hate cancel culture and those that have been silenced and who are also against vaccine mandates. RFK Jr. has been labeled a conspiracy theorist and anti-vax. You know, the left loves to smear those on the right with the label of conspiracy theorist. But look at the last three and a half years. Some, if not many, of those so-called conspiracy theories have turned out to be fact or very, very truthful. For me, I like some things about RFK Jr. for sure, but I'm also tired of hearing about his family, their past tragedies, and his thoughts on vaccines. He needs to be uber-focused on the citizens of this country, not himself and not his family. And the only thing that truly matters right now is the economy. So what is your plan, Robert? And then after the economy, what are your thoughts on the crime issue in this country? the southern border, energy prices, and Ukraine. Does RFK Jr. have the chops to be a global leader? Would China and Russia fear and or respect him? And could anyone take him seriously with his voice? Yes, it's awful that he has a vocal issue, but unfortunately, presentation matters, and he's tough to listen to. Kennedy remains far behind Biden in the polls, yet while the Times reported, quote, Democrats worry that a third party run by Mr. Kennedy could draw votes away from Mr. Biden and help elect former President Donald Trump, it's unclear whether such a run would hurt the current president more than the Republican nominee. Indeed, polls show Republicans have a far more favorable view 
of Kennedy than Democrats. As the National Review's Jim Garrity pointed out in July, when a survey asked New Hampshire Democrats to describe Kennedy in one word, the top responses were crazy, dangerous, insane, conspiracy, and unknown. I bet those polled in that survey were the far-left progressive faction of the Democratic Party, and I would argue it's dangerous and insane to vote Biden again because of the known. His policies have failed at epic levels, his approval ratings are in the tank, and the United States will look like an unknown by the time 2028 concludes. The economy is all people are talking about and all they care about, and rightfully so. RFK Jr. did tease his economic plan by saying he would bring back the 3% mortgage. Per The Hill, quote, as Kennedy points out, there has been a shift of $4 trillion in wealth since 2020 during the pandemic from the working class to the super wealthy in the U.S. This is in part because of inflation. The average annual wage today is $5,000 less than the cost of basic human foods and human needs, transportation, and housing. 57% of American families would not be able to come up with $1,000 in cash in an emergency. Personal credit card debt has hit record levels, now topping $1 trillion. Home ownership among the middle class, always the bedrock of equity and advancement in the U.S., has been in a steady decline since the financial crisis of 2008. And just since 2020, the cost of the average home in the United States has risen 46% to well over $400,000. Meanwhile, interest rates on home loans have spiked from below 3% to a current average of more than 7%. All of this at the same time as giant corporate entities such as BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard have stepped up their effort to corner the residential real estate market by swooping in to buy vast numbers of homes with cash offers. As of this spring, one study showed large corporations on track to own 40% of single-family homes in the United States in the next six and a half years. These companies have now shifted resources into an additional business model of built-to-rent homes that also threatens to undercut private home ownership. In practical terms, this puts home ownership beyond the reach of millions of Americans. And Kennedy's proposal could change the tax code to disincentivize the corporate takeover and bring mortgage rates and interest rates back to 3% for millions of buyers. Because the program would be financed by tax-free bonds purchased by investors and only backed by the U.S. government, the cost to the taxpayer would be minimal. This could reduce average mortgage payments by around $1,000 per month. A huge boom to first-time home buyers and all working-class Americans seeking to buy a home. That courtesy of the Hill.com. You see, RFK Jr., like him or not, he's anti-mandate, he values free speech, and he wants to make home ownership feasible again. It's not a bad start, as he gets his start in Philadelphia in just about one week. And make no mistake about it, he will be a factor. And that's the big take. The big take. On Kale and Company. Yeah, all right, big take this morning. If you would like to jump in, thoughts and reactions, you can do so. 855-839-1210. Twitter and Instagram. The radio station at 1210 WPHT. Or, of course, be a part of the Kale and Company comment community on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WHT. Thoughts and reactions to RFK Jr. coming up next, as well as Meatball Mania. Yes, We'll get it going here on a Monday morning. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, it's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm looking at the uh, opening line for Sunday. 
405 game. Eagles at Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to make an unpopular decision here. I'm going to take the Rams plus five and a half on that game. I don't think the Eagles are going to lose, but I think it's going to be close. I know, very unpopular. I'm going to be called the Rams fan soon. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you even think about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I love the FanDuel app. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg. G-R-E-G. And kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and is the official partner of 1210 WPHT. So you know you're in good hands. 21 or over. President PA. First online round money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us for free on the Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. 855-839-1210 to climb in on the conversation. So yes, as Stalker said before the big take, we always seem to be uh, ahead of the curve here on this show. And you specifically, Stalker. You saw this this coming for many it's, months it's, and talked about it many times. It's not me. It's uh, everything that happens on the show is credited to the show. But I'm just saying that, like, we called it on this show, and then even people on on my own radio station were like, "No, that can't happen. No, that can't happen." And I'm just like, I'm like, well, okay. People who know more than me, I would assume, would know these things. And then all of a sudden, he's running third party, or allegedly. I know it hasn't been announced yet, but um, you know all. Signs are pointing that he's uh, yeah. he's running third party. So I think this is a huge spoiler in the 2024 election, to be honest with you. Well, you know, it is. And, Don, he's going to be doing this. Apparently, it's coming up uh, a week from today, what they say, October 9th here in Philadelphia. And we've seen some of these polls where, you know, people have fatigue from the drama from both Biden and from Trump. And, you know. If there's those independents on the fence or those moderates out there that are, you know, not sold on Trump, despite the fact that their life might have been better with their 401k and things like that. And then they look at Joe and they're like, yeah, I don't know about the this, that, or the like, I mean, he kind of he's got this ability and I'm talking about RFK Jr., where he kind of appeals a little bit to both sides. There's there's like the left will never universally embrace him. And the right certainly will never claim him and welcome him, but he's got shades of both that I think just make him an interesting character, uh, not only from a presentation standpoint, um, but just the fact that there's a little of like, he's got a little Bill Maher to him. He's got a little, you know, Alex Jones to him. He's got some old school Kennedy to him. I don't know that you can really put him in a box is what I'm saying. Well, I think you know he's very likable, and it's it's interesting when he's this dark horse and the outsider. But I also think we have to think about Cornell West as you know he's a third party progressive. I think that he's you know the Green Party candidate, and I know Hillary Clinton, you know that crushed her. Remember um, at what was it Jill Stein who crushed who who she always says that those third and independent party candidate types 
So I think the combination of a Cornell West who, you know, is, is getting a respectable percentage. I mean, it's a tiny percentage, but now you look at the margins. And so you think about Cornell West and then on top of it, if Kennedy runs, mm-hmm. because some conservatives like Ken- Kennedy. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so then I think, okay, some people who might not want to vote for Trump, could some of them go to Kennedy? Yes, as the independent. But Cornell West, he takes straight hardcore D's mm-hmm. for those people who don't like Bidenomics and right. think Joe's too old or whatever they think. Which is hard to believe, and I guess maybe it's not because this is the world we live in, that anybody labeled a progressive would garner support considering everything a progressive touches they destroy. <laughs> Prime example, crime in big cities, right? Like, it doesn't work. Progressive policies are an abject failure. Yet that they're always there's always going to be this like market and demand for them, and I, I just look at Cornell West and I'm like I don't know how anybody could get behind that guy. But I, you know I think he's a longtime like socialist activist. Yeah, he has a a little you know again these percentages you know three you know three percent or four percent or whatever that is with the margin of error, mm-hmm. but still. You know, you have that that tiny sliver that likes the guy as this socialist Green Party guy. And I think that he I mean, they're looking toward the fact that his name will be on the ballot, you know, yeah, in November in 2024. That hurts. Yeah. You know, the, the RFK Jr. thing as far as, you know, siphoning off votes from Biden and Trump is interesting because I've heard both sides of the spectrum. We even quoted one person in the RFK Jr. camp uh, or the Democratic side of things saying he's definitely going to impact Joe Biden and hurt Joe Biden. Yet there's also people out there, I think Kennedy himself, who says, I actually take more away from Trump than I do Biden. We have uh, RFK Jr. saying that. He said that on the uh, Theo Vaughn podcast. This is cut one, Daniel. Yeah. And then the other thing is that I take more votes from President Trump than I do from President Biden. Right, so why would that help them? Yeah, it's not helping them. Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, I guess he would know better than me. I, I would think it's pretty close to the 50, polling. 50. The polling shows that it's actually way more. Really? Ours. Than okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So, I would um, believe that. Yeah, it's, it's, he, he this is a, <clears throat> I think, because people like Joe Rogan and Bill Maher mm-hmm. and those guys who, well, Bill Maher would never vote for Trump. Joe Rogan has said on his, on his podcast, he would vote for Trump over Biden. Mm-hmm. If RFK gets in and and it, it's third party, he's one hundred percent voting for RFK. Wow! So people like that, that mindset, mm-hmm. who who you know, I told you about that that uh, gathering I was at with a bunch of union Democrats. Mm-hmm. Those guys aren't. Those guys probably would not have voted for Biden. Uh, they may have voted for Trump, but with RFK Jr. in there, they're they're one hundred percent voting for him. So, um, yeah, yeah. Look, I think it takes it siphons away a lot of uh, votes for Trump. Now, is it enough to matter at the end of the day? I don't know. Um, but I think it's a mm-hmm. I I think third party out of any year, you know, between Cornell West and this guy, I think third party out of any year this year is the year for. 2024 meaning is the year that third party makes a big splash because people are just so um, they don't they don't like Biden or Trump. You know, it's and I'm spitballing here. But if if Trump believes that RFK could be a thorn in his side as far as peeling votes away, 
Do you entertain the idea, if you're Trump, of making RFK Jr. your VP? I, I, I said mean, that least, last week. And, and, I said that last week. At least having the conversation. I said that last week. I think I think it would do him very well. God. It would serve him very well. I do. I'm, I'm going to be very selfish and greedy here from a show content standpoint. If those two together on a ticket became a reality, we would have the easiest job in the history of radio. <laughs> because everything those two say or do draws headlines. They're I, polarizing individuals. I don't think I don't think RFK Jr. would do it, to be honest with you. Okay. Why? Because he wouldn't want to sell out the family name as a D? No, because I don't think this whole notion that he like he likes Trump, he doesn't. So I don't see why well, Kamala doesn't like Joe. He would. Well, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, do you have to? I mean, do you have to it's like the, the person you work with? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been in radio enough for long enough to know that people don't like each other and they work together every day. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can kind of put that together and be like, you know what? We've got some similarities. Yeah, mm-hmm. set aside differences. I mean, that's all about stroking egos and winning, anyway. And then what about Joe Manchin? Yeah. Yeah, he's There's at, yeah. so much swirling. It, it's just every day. You can't make this stuff up, Hal. Think about all the other people that are just kind of lurking. Like, you got, <laughs> you've got Biden and Trump in the ring, right? Like, imagine if this was like a wrestling match. And on the outside of the ring, here comes DeSantis. And then here's Yunkin. Here's Manchin. Here's RFK. Wait a minute. Is that Gavin Newsom coming down the aisle now, too? It's like everywhere you mm-hmm. look, you've got all these other little X factors mm-hmm. that, that are just kind of... Mm-hmm. Looking for their, their, like you like to say, Greg, fr- trying to find their lane. Like Chris yep. Christie's lane is trying to bully and bash and trash talk Trump. Everybody else is just kind of waiting to see the way the, the dust settles, so to speak. That's because of the uh, the polling that shows the imp- the unpopularity of both candidates. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody is like, you know, waiting in the wings to yeah. see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, like will Joe run? again you know i know he's he said he's going to but right. uh, who knows they're you all know? like a bunch of sharks circling the boat because they smell blood and it's weird because biden is being bled to death with just awful results trump's got legal drama and he's kind of bleeding but he's polling at an unbelievable level like arrow down on joe arrow up on trump yet everybody still senses weakness for both mm-hmm. very odd yeah which makes good for good radio. I like it. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. All right, we got to get to uh we got to get to the meatball. The meatball is um a very interesting character. Our our favorite sound drop on the show right now in our sound drop power rankings is Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat and um even when it comes to attorneys, high-priced attorneys whether they are uh, f- paid for by uh, a GoFundMe or from a client itself. You know, you've got the latest story coming out over the weekend, and you know it was just a matter of time because the lawyer for Meatball is slamming the all-out assault on the, quote, vibrant 21-year-old as racist. That's right. It's racist. <laughs> Everything that has happened to Meatball in the last week is because of racism. And the lawyer says that she live-streamed, and we're talking about Meatball here, the crime spree merely to capture the raw reality of the public outrage. That's correct. Jessica Mann is Blackwell's lawyer, okay? And she wrote on social media on Friday after we got off the air, quote, It sickens me to witness the media's complicity in what could be only described as an all-out assault on black and brown people as their character and actions are mercilessly vilified. 
After Meatball was released on $25,000 bail Thursday, she begged her fans to pay for a lawyer and then urged people to buy the new Meatball merch, buying clothing and hats from her brand. Meatball merch. Yeah, meatball merch. I mean, uh, you know, she's... Um, I'm a capitalist and a corporate whore. <laughs> she's worse than Stalker begging for kale and company purchases on the show. So she hires this attorney named Jennifer Mann, who also criticized the media for posting her mugshot with tears streaming down her face and her hair being a mess. Blackwell, meanwhile, has uploaded the mugshot as her profile picture on social media and hinted she might even print merchandise featuring the mugshot. She's actually a lot like Trump, if you think about it. Both have been arrested, both mugshotted, both have tried to say they're the victim and then capitalize on the mugshot to rally the troops, right? And I was just thinking about this, the audacity of this lawyer with Meatball claiming she's she's the victim here. No, the, the raw reality, it's not the raw reality of public outrage that she was filming. She was filming the raw reality of crime and the raw reality that she was inciting violence. Let me ask you this, because I brought up Trump. Could you imagine if Trump was live streaming on his phone January 6th and he was shouting, everybody must eat? He would have been given the gas chamber by now. Like, this is so predictable, yet so disgusting, because... And you know what, Jenna? I don't. I don't know if Jessica Mann is a white attorney, a black attorney. It really shouldn't matter. But as an attorney, I understand what your job is. You want to defend the client. I got that right. She's entitled to defense. But don't sit here and say that this is racism. Racism didn't lead to her showing up and inciting this violence, coordinating it, which led to six felonies. And I just love this as well. So you're telling me. Meatball doesn't like all the attention. She only likes the attention when it comes to selling her merchandise. When it comes to sitting in the can, getting mugshotted, crying, I'm disheveled. I don't even know what's going on. I'm tired. I haven't had any sleep. Thank you for your support. Can you please pay for my bail? Can you pay for my defense? Meatball likes to have it both ways. She wants to be a social media influencer under this social justice garbage. But then when all of a sudden reality sets in and she's arrested and charged with six felonies, she feels like she's the one under attack, which is, I love that. Everybody's always under attack these days. And then the attorney plays the race card. I, this is, I, I, you, you knew it was coming, yet with it being a local story and everything we've had in this city for the last three and a half years, some of which I was not here presently for when I was living in Tennessee, it's just like, how do you ever move past any of this stuff? This is the kind of garbage that will keep circulating in this city, and you wonder why our city's in complete chaos and disarray. Well, what this does is it really just, it, it's making her more famous, and it's making people who see this, younger people who see this, and be like, hey, I can be an, I can be an influencer, I can be an Instagram star too, Yeah, want to do it. So it's it's we're we're glorifying all of this. But, so like I you know the lawyer playing the race card. I mean mm-hmm. you know lawyers be lawyer. You know what I mean? Like that's what they do. <laughs> like a tiger. Exactly. So I mean I don't see this at I don't see him. It, it's absurd. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know they need some sort of because what like literally what is her defense? 
Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> she's she's so when you have no defense, play the race card, which to me is just so dangerous and irresponsible. Yeah. Because we never move past this. Oh, this person is targeted merely because of their race stuff. It has nothing to do with her. If this was a bunch of white people, you still committed the same crime yep. under the same pretense. Mm-hmm. It, you might argue, though, if you're a lawyer, you know the fact that she writes an open letter mm-hmm. and is essentially, first of all, she's saying that her client. Can't can't get a fair trial. Okay. <laughs> a fair trial. You're never <laughs> so, going to have a better trial opportunity than in this city. Yeah, it's true. She it's says true. it's an unjust portrayal. The truth is you could take Jessica Mann's words mm-hmm. and you could actually apply them to any of the police officers accused. And that's the ironic piece of this. And that's the truthful part of it. And then we have in New York City that bodega owner who's suing Alvin Bragg, their version of Krasner, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, you know, the bodega owner suing, saying that he's a victim of racism mm-hmm. because he's not a black guy stabbed in self-defense, an African-American, remember that, had to go to Rikers and was in custody, blah, blah, blah. So all of this, it, there's a, it, it's fascinating to watch this, but I have to say, if I were her attorney... I mean, what what other defense do you have? Yeah. Well, here's what I would do if I was if I was uh, Meatball's attorney, I would say, look, you've got a lot working for you right now. You're you're a female, you're a minority. We're also going to let the public know that you're part of the LGBTQ plus community. Then you'll check off all the boxes. Yeah, because when you got those three working for you, yep. LGBTQ plus, female and minority, yeah, not you only can get away with murder. Not only will you we find you not guilty, we'll crown you king. Yes. Yes, you might actually be uh, the next mayor of this city. You will be, and there's actually, you know, there's pictures around the city on social media of graffiti all over the walls about free meatball and meatball this. Like oh God. she's mm-hmm. got like a she's got a base. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> but you know, we talked about this last week. I will say this: that the media was reporting that Mayor Jim Kenny was calling her out. And saying that she she was the face of this, I didn't see a soundbite with him. Mm-hmm. So did he physically? Did he really say those words? Because if that's the case, this lawyer has a better case. Yeah. If the mayor of a city that has been a disaster and he's sort of throwing a twenty one year old under the bus, mm-hmm. if I'm the attorney. I'm playing that up. And by the way, the meatball merch you can get her pink hoodie. It sells for forty five dollars. Oh it's man, cute. Yeah, and she also said in a video over the weekend that uh, I'm sorry, as you guys can see, I've got a lot going on tomorrow. I'll be out shipping all the orders and be doing delivery. So she actually not only is her own business and brand, she's her own Amazon delivery driver. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Kale and Company merch way better. Yeah, I agree. way better, and uh, at a better price. Twelve ten wpht dot com if you want to see the merch store. Mm. But there's so much. There is some irony to all of this that if she is somebody who sues with this lawyer ends up suing not just fighting in her defense yeah but ends up suing krasner and kenny i mean you got to say that irony is delicious it's just unbelievable what a time to be alive 855-839-1210 is the number when things aren't going fast enough or in your direction you can do one of two things you can play the race card or you can pull the fire alarm We'll pull the fire alarm coming up next on the first hour on Kale and Company. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. The last time WPHT travelers visited Italy, 
they discovered northern Italy. But this time, we're headed south. Yes, southern Italy on a gastronomical tour. This is the most beautiful coastline in the entire world, the Amalfi Coast. You know, I'm looking at all these images and travel videos of southern Italy. It's so beautiful. And I just feel like I look at these paintings and all these videos, and I think, take me away. So come with me. Let's escape together. Join me for 12 magical days in luxury with the professionals, top-notch professionals, once again, from Conservative Tours. So, you know, if I'm putting my good name on the line, taking my family, I want to travel with the very best tour operator in all of Italy, and that's what you want, too. So you want my friends at Conservative Tours. Nobody does this better. A-plus rating, of course, with the Better Business Bureau. We're going to take the high-speed jet foil to the Isle of Capri, 5267. This includes your airfare, luxury hotels, fabulous dining events. We're going to be talking about this years from now. So call toll-free, 888-733-9494. You can go to conservativetours.com, Italy's best-kept secrets, the Abbey of Monte Cassino, Puglia, Medieval Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii, and of course, the great sites in ancient Rome. All of this and more, please join me next spring in Italy. See you on the Isle of Capri. Call now, 1-888-733-9494, conservativetours.com. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. What's on the cut sheet coming up, 745. Also have some news coming up in hour number two with Dawn. Very interesting weekend, though, on Capitol Hill, and we've got really two different things to discuss, two issues and two topics to kind of get into around everything that was going on as we reached kind of the the deadline Saturday night at midnight with a work stoppage and a government shutdown. But I want to start with one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen. And it's remarkable what, what these can get away with versus what ours do not get away with. Uh, but if you were not paying attention over the weekend, uh, House Republicans lost their mind, and rightfully so, uh, as they reacted to uh, Jamal Bowman, who's one of the squad Dems from New York, a Democrat, uh, and his fire alarm pulling shenanigans on Saturday where we've even reached a point now where some people are calling for him to be expelled from Congress. Uh, if you don't know or you didn't see over the weekend, it was pretty viral on social media. There was pictures of Bowman pulling a fire alarm on Saturday, the same day that the Republicans began voting on the stopgap bill to avert a government shutdown. And the squad member claimed that he thought it would open the door rather than set off the alarm. Yeah, it's like seeing the bat phone if you're Alfred, and you think that's the phone you normally pick up to call Commissioner Gordon. No, that's not the way it works, and we know that. By the way, how old are you when you realize that the big red thing that says fire on it my, is... My nine-year-old twins yeah, are alive. Yeah, it's, that's, that's ridiculous. It's like, well, I thought this would open the door. No, yeah. you didn't. That is, that is the worst excuse that's ever. That's correct. Uh, Capitol Police and the House Administration Committee both investigating the incident. Kevin McCarthy saying that there needs to be serious inquiries and will wor- uh, warrant further investigation, uh, saying, quote, I'm going to have a discussion with the Democrat leader about it. This should not go without punishment. This is an embarrassment. We'll get to uh, some stuff with McCarthy and uh, Matt Gates coming up in hour two. But Bowman had the audacity to say the following as he released the statement. 
I want to personally clear up confusion surrounding today's events. Today, as I was rushing to make a vote, I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. I am embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused. But I want to be very clear. This was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. It was the exact opposite. I was trying to urgently get to a vote, which I ultimately did and joined my colleagues in a bipartisan effort to keep our government open. Well, this is uh, circa 1994 uh, when I was in ninth grade and I pulled the fire alarm because I didn't study for the history test. Soccer didn't want to take uh, the test. Um, um, I look, look. I just thought it was. I, I just thought it was the opening to you know get into <laughs> to Mr. Brown's class. Yeah. Um. You know, it, and lo and my behold, it was it was it was actually the fire alarm. Sorry. Yeah. It's it just another thing. I mean, Don. It's almost like they don't care how dumb. They look. They're just going to tell you whatever ridiculous excuse they can come up with, and you're you're just supposed to accept it and move on. Well, that's what the you see. We should all learn from this because everybody who went to January six mm-hmm. should say, "Oh, uh, you know, I was on my way to a picnic. Right, right, right. I accidentally went by the Capitol yeah, and I, it was open. I, you know, I thought there was a buffet down here, and yeah. I'll be damned. I was in Nancy Pelosi's chair. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, all a mistake." Yeah, I deeply apologize. Oops. Oh my God. He pulled down a fire alarm as a grown man, a grown man. And oh, by the way, it's the most secure building on the planet with cameras everywhere. You didn't think you were going to be caught? Come on. Jamal Bowman. I'm telling you, this is why the, the, the squad Dems, they are a disaster. Well, we have. You can AOC. see you can see the screen grab, by the way. Sorry, Greg. Yep. AOC uh, defended him. She was on one of the of Sunday shows. I will play that for you coming up at 745. All right, 855-839-1210. We'll continue that conversation on the other side. And also, Congress passing this stopgap bill to avoid a shutdown. But we have more of a riff within the Republican Party between Kevin McCarthy on one end of the spectrum and Matt Gates on the other. Don always says, get it together, GOP. Once again, they are not. We'll get to that as we kick off hour number two. But you know what? If you're in the market for a vehicle, it might be time to kick off truck season yeah, I know it's 75 and sunny this week. It's nice. Before you know it, it's going to be bad weather, and that's truck weather. You want to plow through all that tough Philadelphia, northeast Pennsylvania weather? Piazza Auto Group. Let me tell you about the 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Um, it is a fantastic truck. It's very economical. It's not going to kill you at the gas pump. A lot of really, really strong torque and power. Without the 8-cylinder, without the 400 horsepower, without the 5.8-liter Hemi and things like that. And it's beyond affordable right now. If you're a truck person like me, now's the time to visit Piazza Honda in Springfield, Philadelphia, Langhorne, Pottstown, or Reading, and take advantage of 0.9% APR financing. But you know what? If you're not a truck person, that's okay. The Honda Civic, the Accord, the CRV, the Pilot, and more, 0.9% APR special finance rates. The Piazza Auto Group, 17 brands, 35 locations. It's my go-to for all things automotive. To find your new or certified pre-owned vehicle today, just visit them at piazzaautogroup.com. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.